After these messages, we'll be right back to Community Rewatching 101. Yeah, you kids, you're too young to remember. Those were awesome. Wasn't that ABC? Every time you'd be sitting down on a Saturday morning afternoon watching cartoons and then commercials I, would come. Yep, there was ABC. Goes, yeah. Was it ABC? God. Yeah. My brain only goes to the USA Cartoon Express. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Well, we didn't have cable. Rules. We weren't all la di da like mm. that. It would quote Shakespeare at the end of the, uh, the block. Wow. The parting is such sweet sorrow. It was a car- <laughs> cartoon, a cartoon train. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Community Rewatching 101. It's been too long and we are too few. Yeah, unfortunately, again, Thomas isn't able to be here. Different excuse, different week. But he claims it's legitimate, so we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. One more week. One more time, Thomas, do you hear me? And then the manhunt begins. I heard he's he's questing out in the outback like the X-Men in the 80s. Sure. That's what you do. Reference is lost on you people. Yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta wrestle some of those drop bears. Philistines. Yeah. But we do have Heather. We do have Al. So we're very happy to be together once I'm more. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. As we discuss uh, Season 1, Episode 18 of Community, Basic Genealogy, which is a horrible word to learn how to spell. Because there's just that A in there that you don't want to put. It, it's every time. It's a terrible word. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that in just a moment. But uh, our opening question today is going to be a fun one. Uh, in this episode, Jeff gets dumped. And so I want to ask you guys, what's your worst being dumped story? That you feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going deep on this one. I was... <laughs> I was watching the whole episode going, well, I can't ask them what family member they're most ashamed of. Uh, that's that's, that's, that's going to come back and that you. one easily. <laughs> do, we, do we have breakup stories we can share? Or even breakup tips? I don't know. Breakup stories or tips that I'm willing to share. I, I So the one I have um, is my first girlfriend. So... I kind of knew it was over. This, this wasn't actually the breakup. This was probably a week or two before. But it was our one-year anniversary, right? It's your first relationship, so you celebrate every milestone possible. Oh, it's the first month since we saw each other. The first month since we kissed. The first month. Uh, and anyways, it was our, our six-month, one-year anniversary of, of officially dating. And I spent so much time, so much time trying to think of the perfect gift for her. Something to really express my affection, my growing uh, warmth in my bosom. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Anyway, so I, I put a lot, I, I combed stores. I ended up buying her uh, a hand-woven throw rug, and it was beautiful. And it had this great mountain design on it, and I thought, oh, she's going to love it. It's super comfortable. Aww. She bought me a pen. Oh, you kind of knew we weren't on the same page then. It was just one of many reasons. But I thought at that point, probably we're not going to go the distance. Uh, Not that I need something more than a pen, but, you know, put some effort into it. Don't don't give a pen for your one year anniversary. Just saying. Was it a nice pen? It was like a like a law school pen. I'm pretty sure it went in the trash almost as soon as I got there, Al. So I have no idea. No. 
<laughs> it wasn't part of a Bic 12 pen set or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to make you guys uh, no. share your worst, your worst no, memories, no. but I, you have one. The one that I have that would be, um, let's see, how, how can I make this sound not depressing? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think my one that's worth sharing was probably a, uh, a four-month anniversary with a girl I was madly, madly, madly in love with. And I was also in my early 20s and uh, was very much on the page of, you know, just the, the, like marriage is just like a societal construct, man. It's just like a, like a thing, like who cares about this, this institution, these things that are different, you know. What are these things? We just invented these things. We can really kind of do whatever we want. And, uh, and at four months, she wanted to get married. Oh. And. To you? Yes. Oh, okay. Just want to clarify. To me. (laughs) To me. (laughs) Behave. And I had spent too long thinking and talking to anybody who would listen about how these things didn't really matter. And they were just words. They were just whatever. And it's not really a big deal. And And then suddenly I was very realistically confronted with, oh, oh, that's like, that's, that's real final. That's really, that, that's a much, much bigger commitment that I'm willing to make at 23 after four months. And uh, I had to learn some real hard truths about myself and what I mm-hmm. say versus what I think and what I'm willing to do. Um, so when I uh, when it became clear that she and I were, again, not on the same page, uh, that ended real fast and was... Mm. It, it, you ever hear the uh, the great quote about how, how do you go broke? And the answer is a little bit at a time and then all at once. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of the end of this relationship. <laughs> Wow. Um, well, yeah. don't feel bad. We were all arrogant little snots in our early twenties, right? We thought we knew everything, and so, yeah, I pontificated papers from when I was a freshman in college, and oh my lord, I would have strangled myself. Were you just insufferable? Because I was insufferable. Yes, I was <laughs> so insufferable. Well, and we have proof, right? We have. I have movie reviews that date back to when I was I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and I have had to go back and change it. some of these because Ugh, I'm like, I hate going I? back and seeing my old stuff. What, what did I write? Why was I like I this? I know. Why was I like this? Why did anybody like to read anything I wrote? Because we Ooh. were real, Heather. We, we were, were real. real. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a fun story, Heather? Or? A fun breakup story? No. Um, all fun. Yeah, they're super fun. I would just, um, you did mention tips or advice, and I, I would just say the only thing would be when you think you're done, like just rip off the Band-Aid as quick as humanly possible. Don't drag it out. Don't get involved in, like, don't cheat. Don't be hateful to your partners so that they'll be, you know, want to break up with you, and then you're not the one that breaks up. Everybody's just more miserable. <laughs> Yeah. It just end things. Right. On. And then you're happier that way. Speaking of which, um, we've had a good run on this podcast, but. Yeah. I'll see. Uh, <laughs> and I want to keep doing it. I want to get married and keep this married as a concept. And I want to keep this podcast going because we're amazing. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to pull out this uh, nosedive that I started us in. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're going to see if we can talk about everybody's so depressed. It's like, we tuned in to listen about a comedy show, and now we're crying, and we don't know why. Um, 
Well, let's talk about season one, episode 18, basic genealogy. I think today Al has our summary. So let's kick it off and uh, let's run through this really strange episode. All right. So, yes, Community, Season 1, Episode 18, Basic Genealogy, written by Carrie Dornetto and directed by Ken Whittingham. It's family day at Greendale. Jeff is totally, 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 totally fine after being unceremoniously dumped with Professor Girlfriend. In fact, as the dumpee, he has license to skip the relationship mourning period and move in on any girl he wants, whenever he wants. Hey, there's one now. However, Jeff quickly learns that his new target, Amber, is Pierce's stepdaughter, ex-stepdaughter, visiting on campus. Pierce can't get Jeff out of the room fast enough, but Amber only seems to want to actually spend time with Pierce if Jeff is around, too. Can Jeff successfully wingman Pierce and avoid the temptation of the extremely DTF Amber? Is she even still a temptation when Jeff discovers she's a totally amoral trash bag? Meanwhile, Shirley and her sons are hanging out with Abed, his father Gobi, and his cousin Abra. Gobi restricts Abra from doing anything fun and has some choice words for Shirley on how she parents her boys. Shirley begins to wonder if it is possible that she really is that bad of a mom. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Troy is dreading the arrival of his Nana, which Britta thinks is ridiculous. And when Britta immediately Brittas their introduction, Nana demands Britta find her a switch to beat her with, and Britta's only too happy to comply. Is Troy wrong about his old school Nana? Can Britta show him the error of his ways? All that on this episode of Community. Hooray! Uh, hooray! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's family day, uh, which is a concept I haven't really thought about in relation to college. Yeah. I think we may have had one. I don't know. And I, I really was trying, curious. I was going to ask you, Heather, community colleges, do they have family days? I mean, you know? uh, ours didn't. But also ours didn't ours didn't have an Olympic sized swimming pool, so we didn't measure up to Greendale anyway. You didn't have a mascot constantly walking around your halls. No, God, Just, no, no. Okay. no. It well, seems think, like something kids would have, not so much adults across yeah. a wide spectrum. Yeah. I do think as a small school that a family day is a great way to introduce people to the campus and get people possibly interested in taking some classes or matriculating into the, you know, into the university. Hmm. So I could see them wanting to do something like that, but this is definitely an elementary school concept overall. Well, and of course, it's another excuse to get a dance going. I mean, you can see the dean just, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so many dances in season one. So many. And here's another one. All right. So let's start off the opening scene here. We have a blink and uh, kind of you'll miss it, although we'll see it again. Uh, look, look at the human being. Another accessory. How many different uh, human being variations do we get this season? So many. This time we get normal human being with little human being holding a human being doll. Yep. I love it. I. It's pretty hilarious. It's awesome. Kind of wonder where they like the story of is this the mascot's kid or did they just find a little kid to be mummified? Who knows? You know, it is interesting because the human being was created to be representative of everyone, right? It was supposed to be entirely non-specific. Yeah. But when they introduce 
his I, I was assuming it's like Mrs. Human Being. It is definitely, you know, it's definitely a, a, a female slanted human being. Am I wrong that that seems more more pronounced than than the original? I don't well, know. they Maybe always called him a he. Did they always call him a he? Okay. Yeah, every time you know, like uh, where they like the Valentine's Day episode, like he's he's remember love is blind, but I, I thought he said he a couple times. I don't know. I seems like semantics to me, but it, if it's interesting to you, well, we can sit here and talk about it for an hour. That's fine. Uh, well, in this TED talk, you will find. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have Professor. What did you? Do? It's Professor Girlfriend. Great mm. reference, by the way. I got it. I got that reference. Thank you. Um, and so Slater, with the fastest breakup ever, and really quick, really abrupt, and really horrible. And I don't think I've gone from being somewhat okay with the character to I hate her so much. And so quickly, not that she broke Jeff's heart. I, I can deal with that. But how she does this is so callous. And I don't know. That really bothered me. Like this, the way she does this really bothers me. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cold. Like she was she made a big deal of the fact that they were more than just sleeping buddies that they were boyfriend and girlfriend and there was a relationship here and now she's like oh hey we don't have to talk about it okay bye was it just yeah. last episode they were talking about chubby hubby and how that was you know intimidating to jeff but she was all offended yeah she doesn't give a reason right she just like i'm out of here that's uh and maybe that's dan Harmon, you know like kind of going against type and saying well you know they always give reasons for people to break up we're just going to break them up and you know, you know she wasn't going to be around forever, so you know, let's not kid ourselves. And then they'll drag her back, which let's. I'm going to save my ire for a later episode on that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so they, they we go to the study room and we find out that apparently twins freak Abed out. Uh, they're always finishing each other's pie. Pie, yes. And uh, and Shirley uh, getting some great early lines in this episode, very passive aggressive lines about her sister. <laughs> I like to joke that she's jealous because she's barren. <laughs> it's so delightfully mean. Ah, uh, Shirley. And I love her in a minute when Jeff comes in and mentions that they that they broke up. She is immediately goes into revenge mode. Just what a pal. Right. Yeah. She is, she does not like Slater. Slater becomes like the epitome of like the focal point of all her failed relationships and she just wants to go off on her. But and then there's that big mama protecting like attitude that comes out when somebody hurts one of her people. So that's I like Shirley because of that. That's fun. Um and then we find out so the all this whole scene is like they're setting up who's visiting and why they're visiting and you know, just kind of teeing off a lot of things uh Br troy's grandmother's coming he's troy let, let's spoil this he's gonna have a bad episode he's not gonna have a lot of fun in this episode uh he'll he'll get some funny parts but he looks miserable from start to finish like you'll never see another episode where he looks this sad i don't think 
but he he wants to hide from his grandmother and Britta just like she locks in on that so quickly and instantly switches into like you see the judgmental mode coming right in judgmental mode activated lecture engaged and we need to treat you know the older people in our society better and blah 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 you know you need to cherish her you cherish her (laughs) you should because she won't be around forever and i love this line (laughs) I want to believe you're right, Britta, but you never quite are, are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's so condescending in this whole scene. Yes. And Troy, very observant in that moment. Uh, I, love, I love that. Uh, Jeff comes in. Yes, yeah, she's not only condescending to Troy, but when Jeff comes in and announces the breakup and everybody's like, oh, Br- watch Britta. She grins like the Grinch. Mm-hmm. And it's a quick yes. one second grin, but it is evil and vindictive. I and, know. Yeah. I don't really like her in that moment. And that's the only moment I don't like her this episode. The rest of it, I'm on board. I'm on board with Britta this episode. But yeah. and I do I do also love in that moment when Shirley, she immediately has a plan uh, for Slater. And Abed and Troy are 100% on board, no questions asked. Not even a hesitation. They're going to go find a dead bird to put in her glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> and they are, right? They're just like, yep, we're let's do it. Let's go. They should, they should have let her go. They, yeah. Right. And then we got this Budinator conversation. <laughs> You're like the Budinator. I mean, she's trying. God bless her. She's trying so hard. Uh, and, and they they really kind of don't let that go, uh, but I th- I think Jeff kind of owns it after a while. He's like, I'll be back, but with booty, and that's <laughs> that's what he's saying. And then he comes oh. back without booty. Yeah, bootyless. Yeah, but I don't want to walk past. Abed mentions his cousin is coming from Gaza, <laughs> and Annie asks if it looks just like him, but with a wig and lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> Like the episode where he had to play uh, is the female love interest in Kickboxer Kick Three or so, Kickpuncher. Kick yeah. Yes. <laughs> and but sadly, no. That she wears a head to toe burka, so no. Yeah. Um, but just a great call out. And Jeff meets Amber. This is Pierce's ex stepdaughter, one of his many stepdaughters, and Pierce is going to be. Um, I don't know. How do you really describe his attitude this episode? He's he's really harshly protective of this girl and very like instantly like blocking Jeff every chance he gets. Yeah, he's um, I, I don't know. I, is there a word that encapsulates it exactly? But this is his daughter. He's, he's, he's being very dadly, like almost stereotypically dadly. Uh <laughs> It's a very big world with five billion other women in it. Good luck. That is a Such funny a, line. I really, I really did line. like that. That's a good line. Uh, all right. Well, we can we can go to Spanish 101 just to make Heather happy here. Oh, actually, wait. So no. Amber is a famous person, which I had absolutely no idea about. Yeah? It's Catherine McPhee. She's Who is just, that? Uh, short-haired and blonde. She was, uh, I don't know, she's... She, one of those pretty people who's in stuff. Um, she's in. <laughs> We're professional Smash, movie reviewers. Right? <laughs> the House Bunny, uh, Shark Night Book Club. I don't know those. Um, 
But uh, I don't know. She's one of those people. She's in things. She's in Scorpion, Ugly Betty. Um, yeah, she's a famous person. It just I'll, you know, I'll I guess not you. that famous. And she's in things, right? She's she's in things yeah. with short, short, longer hair than here. Longer, darker hair. Yeah, mm. I like the short hair. I gotta say, always kind of did on girls. But mm. anyways, it's it's cute. I try to tell my daughter that. Like, short hair is cute. I don't know why there's always this, your hair has to be long to be pretty. It can be short, too. Uh, there's there's an option. There's a varieties out here. So I always try to, if somebody comes on screen and they have, it's a girl with short hair, I'm like, look, see, pretty. You can look pretty. Um, okay, let's go to Spanish 101. Make Heather really happy here. Uh, we get a little Chang. A little Chang in our lives. Always very happy. This scene looks like chaos. Trying to stuff a normal classroom full of people plus all of their family members. Which can include kids. Just lots mm-hmm. of kids running around. Uh, Shirley brings her kids. Who, and they're playing Homeland Security. Which is just the worst joke. <laughs> I love it. Did you notice they wrote orange alert twice on the no. chalkboard? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anytime there's writing in the background, I always freeze frame just to just to stop and see it. Like, did they slip in some jokes? And yes. Uh, and their names are Elijah, like the prophet, and Jordan, like the 14-time NBA All Star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, us pastors like to joke that you're not a real pastor unless at least one of your kids is named after a prophet. It just, mm. we all have at least one kid who's like an Isaiah or Jeremiah or not, not a lot of Ezekiel's, you know, but that's mm, there's sell in 2022. That, that is, yeah. Mm. Uh, that is, uh, Hosea. Hosea would be kind of fun. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> we meet Abed's not very amused dad. So happy he's back. He's actually a very funny actor. If you caught his other stuff, but here he, he likes to play his role very uh, simmering and and straight laced and uh, kind of very sarcastic on the uh, on the turn of a dime. <laughs> I like this little interchange with Shirley uh, Gobi Nadir. Is that how you say hello? That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's fed up. He's so fed up with her. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Pierce has thirty two stepchildren. Uh, as he, yeah, that's a lot. That's just so apparently, many. Yeah, so, so many. Uh, but he apparently told them all that this was going to be a family reunion. <laughs> and one came. Yes, uh, yes, and <laughs> one came. <laughs> exactly. That's that's how he gets to spend time. I guess there are his ex-stepchildren. Never been in that situation with ex-step-siblings, like, but... I don't know. Would you keep in touch with them like that? Like you're, they're not biologically your children. I, I guess it would depend on how long you've had a relationship with them. Yeah, I guess so. But for him, he just... It doesn't sound like a lot of his marriages lasted too long, so... Mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Pierce is just being really brutally rude to Jeff. Um, Jeff's kind of... I think he's kind of being cool. I mean, obviously, he wants to... He's interested in Amber, but he's not... I don't think he's really going out of his way to be rude or to uh, put Pierce down or anything like that. Like, he's pretty restrained in his sarcasm. So, um, I don't well, know. But Pierce also isn't wrong, even if his approach is not right. the best. Yeah. We all it's, it's not really the most appropriate form to like say, hey, I am brought a family member. Please don't hit on them right now. That would be cool. 
Oh. But but we do meet Starburns' kid. He has a kid. Mm-hmm. We'll never meet him again. He's got the biggest Bluetooth Aww. earpiece ever. That was quite the status symbol when this episode aired, and now it's just, well, everyone's got something like that. Either a Bluetooth headset or an earbud or something. He looks like it's like huge. It's like he's on the Enterprise, right? He's receiving hails from <laughs> yeah. other starships or something like that. Um, and we find out Chang, uh, he's got his brother coming, but he also has a twin that he ate in utero, which sounded so familiar. And I sat there for like 10 seconds. I went, oh, yeah, Dwight Schrute from The Office. Same thing, right? That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like, he reabsorbed his twin so he has the strength of a grown man and 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 the strength of a baby combined just <laughs> a great line um but yeah i don't know anything else you want to say about this fun little chaotic scene kind of keeps going they, they really quickly move into the hallway again can't have a classroom scene that's more than 45 seconds of actual teaching i don't think we actually get any teaching whatsoever oh. uh, but we go just right into the well, I do. Actually, before we go there, though, I, I do like um, I like Chang's uh, Cha Chang. Yeah, zinger. Oh, I miss that. What? <laughs> yeah, when, is... when, 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 after he says, you know, it, uh, about Starburns and his son, he's because that Bluetooth. His son is Cha Chang. He has like all a right. little uh, button to put on all of his burns. And... He's not quite <laughs> going with the the verbiage yet, where he's using Chang and everything, but maybe inching toward yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, I like Jeff getting pelted by rolled up balls of paper. Yeah, everybody hears my family, right? It's so so cheesy. And he just he's kind of cool with everybody booing him. Whatever. Uh, in the in the hallway, Pierce wants Jeff to wingman him with his stepdaughter. Jeff's not having it. I don't personally blame him. Yeah, Pierce has kind of been really rude to him, but um, then Annie comes in and and guilts him hardcore. And Annie, Annie's be- what? It's pretty much her only role this this episode. Yes, poor Annie. She she really gets a backseat in this episode. <laughs> so she, she she just gets to come in and be Jeff's conscience, and that's kind of the role they've had her in a lot in season one. So Pierce will be the one Jeff has like these short, heartfelt conversations with, but Annie will be the one to kind of remind him what he should be doing, and um, with big eyes. She'll break out those eyes. So I like that. I love this line. Uh, You're becoming dangerous, Annie. It's those doe eyes. Disappointing you is like choking the little mermaid with a bike chain. (laughs) And she's so proud to hear that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, oh, the sun peaks over the horizon. Uh, Warm glow fills our hearts. And Nana appears. Nana! <laughs> Troy wheels Nana in and Britta meets her and the immovable force meets the unstoppable object. And uh Yeah, this is uh this is great. Britta can't say anything that Nana won't find offense to, but Britta is so dedicated to being as thoroughly polite and respectful, overly polite and respectful as possible that um she she doesn't realize when she should quit and maybe just walk away. So, I, lo- I love this line Nana has. Tell me, how many men do you think I laid with? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <'Cause, laughs> what is Britta thinking? She opens with, 
Troy didn't tell me you were such a knockout. Yeah, don't be weird and sexualizer. Like, don't sexualize <laughs> Nana. Not before you know her. Like, it's yeah. not even sexualized. It's, it's it's again, it's condescending. I I took that as supremely condescending. I did too. I mean, I compliments yeah. are one thing, but I've learned you have to be kind of really careful with not just spraying people with all sorts of compliments just because you're 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 over going overboard and you're you're saying things that don't really aren't genuine and they know that so don't you know don't right. look at somebody who's maybe past their years and go wow you're a hottie you know you don't know mm-hmm. you know but give them a genuine like first of all i've generally stopped complimenting people on personal appearance it just almost yep. always backfires Especially, I learned this a long time ago when it came to women and hair, uh, because almost every time I say, wow, your hair looks great today. I didn't have time to get it done. And then the wind did this. And that's <laughs> what you like. You like it when it's the worst. And yeah, you don't. Yeah, so just just steer away from that. Give a p- people a genuine compliment based on their character, on something they've done, on their relationship with you. Uh and and try to make them feel good. Like I'm I'm glad you're here. I always like talking with you. Like that's a I don't know what kind of compliment British should be giving Nana in this moment, but probably I mean, not. I feel like just nice to meet you would have been that you know, I think she could have just cut it off right there. Nice to meet you, Nana. Or not even Tr- Nana, just nice Troy to meet you. Troy is a really we're so glad to have him in our group. You know, he's Mm-hmm. Tell us some awesome stories about Troy. I don't know. Troy Troy is just poor Troy. Poor yeah. Troy. It's so it's very odd to me. We don't ever meet any other party piece of Troy's family, right? I don't know, but I haven't seen the entire show. I've right. only seen through like I'm racking my brain. I think you're 100% correct. It I don't even very- think he references mo- other than that he grew up in Jehovah's Witness family. I don't think right. he really references his family. So how on earth did his grandmother decide that she was going to come down here for family day? That's By herself a- in a wheelchair? Right? Yeah. Like maybe he brought her. Like I could that see could that. Be- like come pick me up and um, yeah. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> Nana wants Britta to get her a switch. Uh, so, so what I what I love about this scene is just watch Jillian Jacobs because she adopts this wide eyed fixed smile, and mm-hmm. the first time that Nana is upset about something, her eyes get a little wider, but that smile stays, and you can just see this fierce determination that she's going to see this through, and that is Britta's downfall. Like she doesn't know when she should quit. Uh, she's just very arrogant and very misled, and this is this is not going to end well. So, so Nana wants Britta to get her a switch. Troy's like, you can't, no, no, <laughs> she's not family. Britta's like, no, no, I'll go to. <laughs> you can see Troy mentally throwing up his hands, uh, but yeah, he, she doesn't even know what a switch is. Yeah. And she's not doing it out of deference to Nana. She's doing it just to rub it in Troy's face, basically, and show him that he could be a better grandchild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much, right? Because she went to New York mm-hmm. that one time. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> well, outside, we meet, um, speaking of family, this is a weird episode in terms of family members we're meeting, and then we'll never meet again, right? Never meet Nana again, we'll never meet see Amber again, and we'll never meet Chang's brother 
Like, this is weird. Season one tried to establish Chang as having a family. Season two on, he is just an insane loony guy who just nobody would... Like, they don't even talk about his family after season one. His wife? What wife? You know, right? But we meet his brother, Rabbi Chang, which uh, I guess they were trying to establish that in this family... They have they they break racial ex- expectations in amusing ways. Yeah. So, Chang is a Spanish teacher, and his brother is a Jewish rabbi. Okay. Yeah. And I do enjoy that as the the rabbi he he has a, just a little bit of like a, a Jewish affectation. Yes. To him, He's just drop it, dropping. I'm dropping. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's very amusing. <laughs> Um, I like that Pierce gets a little, he gets a clever little thing here. He he thinks Amber's allergic to peanuts and he goes, Amber alert, don't eat peanuts. (laughs) 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 That's, that's slightly clever. Um, and then we get Abed's, Abed, Shirley, uh, Gobi and, uh, the kids here. And, uh, I think the first time I saw this, I was just kind of biting my lip going oh this is not gonna be good (laughs) like they are navigating a minefield here um especially at the time like there's a lot of you guys are gonna have to talk for a sec i have to hit my mute yeah oh yeah no it's definitely a uh there's something about it that's that's a little uncomfortable it doesn't do anything wrong per Mm -hmm. se but I don't know about you. But, but you don't have people with burkas on TV that often. Maybe that's all it is. Yeah. I don't know. Right? It's 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 unfamiliar, but I like that the episode outright acknowledges it. It says, this is unfamiliar. Let us explain it. Mm. And and mm. Abed does, right? It just says, mm-hmm. this is what it's like. It's like an Islamic turtleneck, I think he called it. Which is yeah. <laughs> kind of funny and kind of descriptive, and we'll go with it. Uh, but I, I like that the Shirley's boys... Just kind of want to play with her. Like, they're kids being kids. They, Yeah. Mm-hmm. This might be a little weird and unusual for them, but at the end of the day, they just want to play with a new friend, and that's how it is. Um, I like it when um, there's a bit of a fight with... Uh, is it is it Gobi's daughter? Is this Abed's sister, or is it his cousin? It's his cousin from Gaza. Okay, cousin from Gaza. So when she's arguing with Gobi... Uh, Ab is translating and he's like, well, now she says he's a pig, whatever. And, um, uh, and Shirley's like, Ooh, that makes me crave a hot dog. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Shirley just got the funny little bizarre sides and she just goes, she does. yeah. But, um, um, and I like, as you mentioned how funny his, Abed's dad was, but I love that he gets water on his shirt. So he's got to go change it to his emergency shirt. And I don't even like that shirt. <laughs> doesn't even like that shirt. He's got one. I mean, it's just water. I, I looked at him like, he just got splashed, dude. It'll dry. Don't don't worry about fine. it. But he calls Shirley a bad mother. And it's like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. And I think like any parent feels that moment where your kids are just, they're a little embarrassing or they're a little too raucous or they're a little too inappropriate in a setting and it draws a lot of attention to you and you just you automatically feel bad i don't think you actually need to have somebody come out and say hey you're a bad parent you just kind of feel that way sometimes i mean i've had so many times in grocery stores where one kid has a meltdown and then everybody's looking at you and you know what they're thinking that's the worst parent ever 
And you just go, okay. So I, I'm like, dude, Gobi, back off, man. He's just, they're just, they're just kids being kids. And even at this point in in Shirley's story, I mean, she is a like a new divorcee, or or at least a, like a newly single, separated woman, and so it just it's a it's the worst possible time for someone to then start to questioning her parenting because she's already got so many things that she's unsure of in her life right now. Yeah, um, I think Jeff actually kind of is incredibly nice in this moment in the scene where he's recalling the story of like Vaughn and Pierce joining Vaughn's band and, and sticking up for Britta. And he calls it like Pierce stands up to the school bully, <laughs> which Vaughn is the school bully, which I think is funny. <laughs> like, you know, Vaughn gets name checked a couple times in this episode, never shows up, but he's there. He's lurking in the background. I like that. I like this little thing. Like Jeff doesn't have to be a jerk. He can actually, you know, kind of be nice to Pierce in this mm-hmm. moment. And, yeah, uh, Jeff Pier- is a bro for the at least for the first half of this episode. Jeff for the first Jeff half, a, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like this. Like Pierce is so happy. He's like, I've never been called stepdad. <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> has. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, Pierce wants to get rid of him, um, and then Amber throws herself. I mean, literally throws herself at Jeff. Uh, too much tongue, just enough. Just enough. <laughs> Thank you for the description there. Uh, so how? Yeah, I don't know. I always felt like this development was really abrupt. And the second I saw her like do that, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's probably like maybe there's a, a parallel here between Amber and Slater, like women doing abrupt things that makes them a little untrustworthy. Or am I reading into that too much? And I shouldn't. Shouldn't be doing that when the guys are also not always on the up and up, too. Mm, I don't know. Uh, my brain doesn't go there. I do feel like they don't have a lot of time to establish her character. And so she does things that are uh, between that and then later on with the check and just her whole thing. Just She has to move very quickly and in very, very broad strokes. You know, because right, you don't really get a sense 10 of- people in this episode. So when she changes tracks, you don't, it doesn't feel like a character shift. It's just like, okay, I guess that's who she is. She's know. a little bit of a sociopath, I think. It, I, a little bit. Yeah. Because yeah. later on in the episode, when Jeff really tries to appeal to her humanity, he's he doesn't make a dent. She's just like, I just want the money. Bye. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, hmm. Well, Britt is out looking for a switch. Troy is uh, <laughs> Troy is not amused. Again, not having a good day, our Troy. Poor Troy. I've heard there'd be people like you, he says. People find stopwatches be cool. Uh, yeah. But she, I like that even as she's looking for the switch, she's still grinning. This yeah. grin never, <laughs> it never stops until it stops. And I mm-hmm. love watching her do this because she just she's like nana's old school <laughs> and keeps uh, trying to justify and justify and justify yeah let's get this straight this is real life my nana's gonna whoop you <laughs> and troy like he he tries he's not just throwing yeah. her to the wolves here and again could have he could have pulled a jeff pierce thing or like you were kind of a jerk to me i'm just gonna let you suffer he does try to help his friend, but um, yeah. 
is there sort of a through line in this episode about people romanticizing something that they don't uh, romanticizing something for their own purposes because you know Pierce is obviously willing to play into the fantasy of his loving stepdaughter and Britta really wants Nana to be cool and old school and Troy just doesn't understand and I don't know if there's anything there with Abed and Shirley or not but I don't know what do you think does that make any kind of sense when you talk about that I always wonder well is this any of that deliberate like is it was it what was the thinking behind the writing? Did they actually plant that those kind of seeds, or did it just kind of come out of the episode and we're interpreting it as we see fit? I I don't see it as as having strong evidence in that direction because I don't think at the end of the episode they really call that out as a as what they were trying to trying to do. Usually they'll indicate that at the end of the episode, but it's an interesting like making those connections. I just think sometimes we we look for connections that may or may not be there. We just we tend to do that. Oh, yes, but it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting look at it. I'll grant that. Um. Well, Shirley loses her kids. Uh, Abba says they're playing hide and go seek, and she says where, and he says that's not how it works. <laughs> Shirley's not having a little bit Abed's sass. Right. Like, she gets hard pretty quick. She's like, you tell me where they are. <laughs> and I love this moment. I've always liked it when she looks down at the kid in the burka and she instantly recognizes it's her, her son mm-hmm. by the eyes. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a parent. Parents would know that. She's a good mom. She knows her kids. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like there it's there's a lot not being said in this tiny little scene but piercing pe- piercing it together <laughs> piecing it together is kind of fun so eloquent <laughs> yes and and goby is not amused fine now I'm the napkin man <laughs> goes off <laughs> uh, so yeah what happened is the the two boys they traded places uh with the girl so she could go jump in the bouncy house and they, they could be a decoy. And uh, Hobbit just kind of points there and goes, uh-huh. And that's all the explanation they need. And I love that the one boy is just playing video games down there in the, in deep in the burka. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do when you're the legs? All right. Yeah, good point. Yes, it's, that's what kids would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Pictionary. Oh, I love this scene. I love it. And I kind of wanted it to go on a little bit longer. <laughs> I, I don't want to describe it. What do you guys think of this Pictionary scene? It's it's horrible and cringy and hilarious. And it's wrapped up in a beautiful bow. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cringy. Like, it didn't, it didn't really do anything for me. I like Pictionary scenes, TV shows. <laughs> I think that's a really easy way to convey... Just the, the the frustration, and it gives you license to say ridiculous things, and it shows you know. if people are like on the same frequency or not. Yes, and that's this is usually yes. a really good way of kind of telling without telling. The swastika is a bit overboard, but um, but I do find it funny. I can't help it. <laughs> he keeps circling, and Jeff's like, "Stop circling it." <laughs> Uh, I, I love that line where Pierce goes, eat my dust, winger. And he's like, you, you do know we're on the same team. 
Yeah. Pierce is so he's so aggressive toward like he's instantly willing to be aggressive toward Jeff. Mm-hmm. And you know, until he's nice to him and then two seconds later is aggressive toward him again. Uh but uh Chang the Chang boys come in uh to attack Pierce and I think they wisely just cut forward in time. Like we don't need to see the fight. We don't we just need to see the aftermath. It's kinda of funny and the uh the the cop the the security guy comes in he I love the line I may be a simple cop but this isn't going to stop until Pictionary bans the word windmill, <laughs> which is great. I There's love the be idea a... of him constantly having to go and break up Pictionary parties. There's got to be a backstory behind this. Like this had to have roots in a real life story that the writers drew from or something. I don't know. Is this Craig Kukowski's first appearance? Have no. The Remember before? the um, sex ed episode? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. They're breaking into the dean's office. She okay. she didn't say it. She didn't say penis. She didn't say <laughs> it. Yeah. He's such a great he, recurring character. I love this character. I wish they had kept him all six seasons. But uh, I'll take him as much as we can get him. Oh, all right. Let's talk about it. I love this scene. Britta brings the switch to Nana. Oh. Uh, I'll make do, she says. And Britta just like with that little smirk holds out her hand. She's I ain't a nun. Drop your pants and bend over. (laughs) And again, Britta has every reason in the world just to go, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm out of here. And Yet she does it. And Troy is... Look at Troy. He's just so annoyed. So annoyed <laughs> at everybody in this moment. Annoyed at Britta. Annoyed at Nana. Just annoyed. And I want to give him a hug and tell him it's going to be okay. But it's not. Because Britta gets spanked. And she gets spanked hard. And just the first time and every subsequent time I've watched this episode, including for this, I've lost it. I, I've laughed harder at this scene than almost any other scene. Just watching Britta's face go from that insane grin to to acting like a little kid being spanked, probably for the first time in her life, mm-hmm. by a, like a parental unit, and having that because that's how kids make that face when they get spanked. It's just like <laughs> that. I don't like this. It hurts. Stop. You know, and uh, <laughs> she she genuinely, st- but she doesn't fight. Like she doesn't try to get away. She doesn't have to stay there. Yeah, there's there's literally nothing keeping her there. Right. Yeah. And Troy in the background having sympathy pains. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you, I mean what is this funny to you guys or am I in my weird psychopath for laughing this hard because I just I I guess I'm a killjoy. I didn't find this yeah? funny either. Do you laugh in your life, Heather? No. Okay, I just want you. No, that's okay. evil and wrong. I don't laugh. <laughs> it invites the spirits in. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's all right. You find funny what you find funny. Uh, I don't know how to feel about Jeff and Amber bursting in. Like, part of me says it's kind of like it's a little over the top, like add a little bit more to the humor of the situation. And I also feel like it's just a little too much. It was already pretty funny. They didn't need to. Well, see, since I didn't think it was funny before, I do find it funny now when Jeff and Amber come crashing in. That that I find funny. Okay, 
So you're just contrarian. Everything. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, no, I think that bit's fine. It gives them an exit for the scene. I don't know yeah. how the scene would have ended otherwise. But uh, and it just yeah, it does it pushes it just one one step above into utter lunacy to have two people randomly break into the room making out during you know corporal punishment. Yes. Well, Jeff finds the uh, the twenty five thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollar check <sighs> that Pierce is paying to Amber for photography classes or whatever it is. It's basically a bribe. Let's just call it what it is. It's a bribe to be there that day. And she knows it. He knows it. Um, and we, yeah, we see that shift in Amber where she's like evil and crafty and you're like, I don't care. Just like, do you want to be a good person right now? Or do you want to be with me? If somebody ever says that to you, you need to start running. I <laughs> yeah. don't care how cute they are. That's, that's, that's a tell. That's it's a pretty line. mustache twirling of her. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's probably not a line anybody would use, but still. Um, Jeff's instantly conflicted, tells Annie, Hey, Annie, you're back in the episode for two seconds. Here you go. <laughs> tells Annie that Amber's grifting Pierce. Um, and here, Annie has Jeff's psychology down. She figures, I like it. She figures out why he's confessing this to her. Because he needs her to say out loud what he needs to be doing. Like, she's his remote conscience. And he's kind of become a little bit dependent on that, maybe. But She says she calls him faster than bacteria. I don't know what that means exactly. No clue, man. But then again, she's chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-choo-choo. So she might not have all her analogies down flat either. Reasonable. Uh, yeah. Uh, Abed and Shirley have a nice little moment. I mean, it's a little hammy. It's a little on the nose, but she, he, he says, you're a good mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> which instantly ends with her son ending up in a vending machine. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, I think that she needed it, though. It, since the, the previous encounter, the earlier encounter, had ended with him straight up calling her a bad mom, I think it's good that someone actively said you're a good mom. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think we get a very short dance scene. Like, it's really short. They're just tacking this one on. But we're at the gala dance. Uh, Britta is <laughs> she's finally in the right right frame of mind to be dealing with Nana. And I love this line when she just hisses out, I said you are a monster, ma'am. The ma'am. The ma'am is what makes that line. She still needs to be a little bit polite, but she does it in the most impolite way possible. And she looks so haunted when she says it. (laughs) Big wide eyes. Her mouth is all like drawn. And she gets Troy whooped. She throws Troy (laughs) under the bus. Yep. Go get me a switch. And you just like, fine. So Troy's going to get a spanking now. He's, ah, poor Troy. Poor Troy. So, yeah, we kind of talked about Amber being a shallow jerk. And I don't know. I guess maybe a little bit of this is like trying to contrast her off of Jeff, who's sort of growing out of his own jerk phase. And even at the beginning of the episode, saying he just was going to go ahead and 
hook up with girls and it didn't really matter. He got dumped. And here he's kind of showing that it does matter. He does care about his friends. He does care about family. Um, and he does care about Slater. Like, he's not really dealing with this. I don't really buy the Jeff is crying. It's, it's not good acting crying. I don't like yeah. him crying. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for the most part. Uh, let's just, Joel McHale does a really good job <laughs> in this role. But uh, no, he doesn't do crying well. <laughs> Pierce, uh, who did you call last week when you farted on Vaughn? I think that was Jeff telling Pierce that. When you farted on Vaughn. <laughs> when you farted on Vaughn and felt the need to call somebody about it. Who did you call? Uh, I think Jeff. Uh, Jeff's mm-hmm. not going to forget that one. So they bash Glee. It's the first reference to Glee we have in the, the series. The, Dan Harmon didn't like Glee. Let's just put that out there. And it's not going to be the last time he really bashes Glee. It gets... More and more from here. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know this was a running thing. It's a running thing. Hmm. It's he famously hated Glee, and so <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll we'll get there. We'll get all the way to the Glee episode. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, is that that's season three, right? I think so. Yeah. All right. End credits. Um, not the major, Troy and Abed, stuck in the vending machine, too. They thought it was funny. They decided to do it. It's not as, not as fun as you'd think. Uh, but props to the prop master for designing a designing that vending machine to get two people in there. So that was quite cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a funny image, but the scene itself doesn't do anything Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's... Uh, Let's do our report card, um, talk about the episode. I want to offer a new option this week. In addition to giving a grade rating, I will just put it out there. If you ever feel like you want to give a special award, because uh, sometimes we like note things in the episode and go like, oh, there's an MVP award. Like this ca- character de- needs a special call out or this one moment needs a special award. Feel free. You guys can. We, we now have permission. Uh, I got permission for you. So if, if you ever want to do that in addition to your ratings uh, to give yourself a little more leeway, go for it. But Heather, why don't you, why don't you kick us off tonight? Okay, well, <clears throat> I am going to give this episode my first D of season one. Whoa. D. Wow. Just, this one, I actively don't want to watch it again. Like, I just, I don't hate, I just don't. I don't want to see it again. I don't feel like it's a good use of my time. It didn't really make me laugh. I don't care much about what's going on with anybody. I don't know. I'm being, I feel like I'm, I've been too soft up until now. Now we're going to go, uh, shoot, I was going to say we're going to go hard, but I should instead just be like, I'm, I'm going D. It's a D. Heather face is coming out. Yeah. Rawr, rawr, yeah. With the chainsaw. The Heather face. Something massacre. like that. Our. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D. Okay, Al, what do you say in response to that? Um, I did not dislike it that much. <laughs> I think I still think there's some really funny stuff in here. I don't dislike the episode overall, but I do find um, you know, we 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 kind of skated past the end where Pierce acknowledges that he knows exactly what's going on, but it's um that makes me feel bad about that character. And I don't mm-hmm. like to feel to walk away with that feeling. 
about the people that, you know, that I show up to watch every week. So I'm going to put it as a low C. I, I, I can't bring it into D territory because there's, there's still stuff in here I enjoy. But yeah, too much of this episode is just not, uh, not focused on making me like everyone, which I don't know, is important to me in this kind of show, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this was one of those episodes where I kind of went into it already assuming I was going to give it a much higher grade uh, because I have like, I have liked this episode. I, I feel like I have good memories of watching it and I still enjoyed it. It was not a bad experience going through it. Uh, but the more we analyzed it and broke it apart and talked about it, I just felt my, my rating slipping and slipping and slipping. I think one of my problems is it's, it's trying to do too much and it does too little. Well, it, you know, doing the concept of a family day, it's interesting, has a lot of potential for gags in this and that. Like they brought Starburn's son. That was, yeah, but they didn't really, you know, go much you know, with these, the idea of having these characters have family, which also I think is hurt by season being season one. If this was season four, where the ensemble was a lot, you know, like all the side ancillary characters, they'd establish a lot more of them. Like, who would Leonard bring? I why didn't we get Leonard do bringing a family member, right? Mm. You know, who should have brought like an octogenarian or something like that? Um, I just feel like it, w- it wasn't a good idea for season one. It was really scattered. Whatever themes they were going for, and you've heard us talk about this whole episode. Like, if we're not really drawing out huge, solid, connective, wow, that's super insightful themes, then probably they didn't really know what they were doing too much either. Uh, there was, yeah, there's some really funny moments. Like the, the British banking thing, I think, is one of the funniest moments of season one. Personally, I always love that. Uh, there's some really good lines here. I like the Pictionary scene. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the C, and I'll feel very comfortable with that. It, it just, it could have... Hmm. I, I don't even think they needed more passes. I think they could have just done something else with this space and, and gone on. I still find the concept of a family day at a community college really weird, but I'll, I'll get past mm. that. Probably you know, in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the weird things to me is that this is Jeff's whole thing, and, you know, and he, he is in the A story, is that it is him coming to terms with his relationship with Slater, but it really, like, really doesn't seem to factor into anything except for the very first scene and his last scene. Right. Like it's weirdly really, handled. Yeah. It really is just like, you know, the, the actress got arrested and we had to write her out. It, it's barely even mentioned. Yeah, the, the put her on a bus and send her to Mandyville, right? Is that the <laughs> TV show? <laughs> Like, we got to get rid of this character. Okay, they're gone. I mean, but yet, again, she won't be. And they're going to bring her back, and they're going to make it seem like now she wants Jeff again. And just remember this moment, boys and girls. Just remember this first scene when she just broke up with him. Didn't matter. Nothing mattered to her. She didn't acknowledge his feelings. She didn't care about anything. She's like, oh, okay, it's over. Bye. And. Yeah, just remember that. Like she obviously there, and and then last scene she's dancing with some other guy, and mm-hmm. uh, she's moved on, I guess. And that's just um, that hurts, man. It really hurts when you've had a relationship and then the other person's moved on faster than you have. And mm. 
I remember a few things from my past. We won't we won't end on a bummer, but I, I remember that it's not a fun feeling, and I kind of agree with you, Al. It's not nice to see your 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 heroes and your the main cast kind of not in a great place at the end of the episode. Also, not really happy that they benched Annie. Um, but I do give Shirley a lot of a lot of points for some of her lines. So I yeah. don't know. As the youngest character in the the main cast, you would think Andy's uh, Andy's family would be the most likely to show up. Yeah, and we don't really like her family doesn't start factoring in until like season four or five, and then we see like she's got some messed up stuff at home, mm. and Britta too, and Jeff too. Like their families start to come out, but this no, you know, like Jeff and his whole dad thing. Nope, not even going to touch it yet, and. So it also makes me feel like they don't really know the characters. They haven't fleshed them out. And they don't really know their backstory. So again, why do a family-centered episode? I, I don't know. All right, we'll let it go. We'll let a we'll let Heather feast on her D. <laughs> delightful, delicious, delirious, delectable, delectable, delightful. Uh, we'll encourage you. Yeah, you got two weeks until our next episode, but that doesn't mean the fun has to stop here. The after party starts as you go to mutant reviewers dot mutant reviewers movies dot com. That's our cult movie review site. Yeah, we've got some. We have all six seasons of Community reviewed. We've got also a lot of movies, embarrassing stuff from when we were much younger, and embarrassing stuff from like last week. So it all it's all there. Uh for posterity and for your entertainment. So if you're ever looking for a movie or TV show, that's a little outside the norm. You're kind of bored of the same old, same old check out mutant reviewers movies. Uh, check out Heather's Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. It's right there in the show. No, she, she got like affiliate status and everything. Yeah. So. Oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's hitting the big leagues. She's going to, she's going to become so big. She'll become uh, Don Glover in season five and leave us. So uh, we knew her before she was popular. <laughs> and now she's, she's on her way to superstardom. You can get on board that early on. Check out her Twitch stream. Check out all her other stuff. Hopefully Thomas will be back with us next time. I hope so. Because uh, I would love, love to know what he would rate the last two episodes. I know I have big open, big big open spaces on my spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't have that. Al's spreadsheet is holy and sacred. We must not mess <laughs> with it. All right, people, we're we're gunning down the final stretch of season one. We still got a little bit, a little ways to go. Twenty five episodes in the first season. That seems like an awful lot uh, <laughs> for first season, but uh, we'll get there. And so we we've got still a few to go. Uh, some really classic episodes coming up. We'll see you again in two weeks. Tell tell your friends about the show. Yeah, even if it's the middle of the night. Call them up. They'll appreciate. They'll thank you later. Tell them about the show and get them a listen. And we'll see you later. Night, everybody. Bye. Bye.